Well, thank you for listening to this new podcast, On The Go, where we talk some sports, community activities, lifestyle trends, and more. I'm David Endress. You may know me as one of the hosts of Monterey Radio's The Morning Blend. Well, let me start this podcast by giving several dates to put on your calendar. August 25, 26, and 27. That is when the 23rd annual Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival is scheduled for Esther Short Park in downtown Vancouver. Now, if you have not been to this joyous late summer celebration, you are missing out on a real treat. It is a world-class event with outstanding live music, wine, food, art, and just so much more. The man behind this event is the founder and artistic director, not to mention a professional musician and conductor extraordinaire. He's also just a great guy. I'm talking about (laughs) Michael Kissinger. Michael, welcome to the On The Go podcast. Oh, David, so good to be with you. So good to be with you, my brother. Well, you know, we we go back. I'm trying to think of Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival that I've gone to, and I always have just a great time. And Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding when I say it is a world-class event. It is. Can you believe it's your 23rd? (laughs) Well... It's it's kind of hard. you know time flies doesn't it oh. and it's amazing how when you say twenty three and you look back you think wow that's a lot of time a yeah. lot of years that you've done something like that yeah what's amazing to me though how fast twenty three years go yeah. and then I look at just like go on your website and I look at some of the musician and artists and bands you've had played mm-hmm. there say so who's who I mean we're talking some top end high end musicians yeah. Yeah, we've had, honestly, I think we've had probably, I've produced over 150, you know, Grammy-winning, really world-class folks. And people from the Northwest, Pacific Northwest musicians, we've had, I think, three to 400 bands, local bands and regional bands as well. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of musicians, a lot of people. And that's the beauty of the event as well. You have an opportunity to mix local acts mm-hmm. with national acts, touring acts, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a great blend. Well, we were, before we started, you were, we were having this conversation about Terry Robb. He's a local, yeah. uh, local guitar player, blues guitar player, phenomenal uh, musician. And uh, there's a lot of people like that, you know, that are from the Pacific Northwest um, they, they may not necessarily have a national or international reputation, but musically they do have that. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, sometimes it's really interesting. Sometimes musicians, you know, they, they've, they've worked for 40 years and then they become an overnight success. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. You no, know, I mean, it yeah. just, it, it just is. I mean, so just because someone is, is not, does not have a national or international reputation doesn't mean they aren't that kind of musician. Mm-hmm. They, they are, it's just happenstance luck um circumstances so yeah it, it's it's uh, what i've always tried to do and what we've tried to do uh, maria and i is stay true to to the music stay true to our mission and have world-class musicians whether they're uh from tacoma or whether they're you know uh Algero. yeah Exactly. No, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And how does the saying go, behind every great man, there is a great woman, and your wife, yeah. Maria, I mean, she's yeah. been with you arm in arm in this venture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we pre- we do this together. Everything that we do, we actually do together. We're, we are truly a team, and there's not one thing that we don't do musically that we don't do together. Uh, so we uh, we decided to produce this festival, 
actually over 30, almost 30 years ago. Well, we've been married 30 years. So yeah. when we started, uh, we decided we wanted to produce a, a music festival and a concert series. And so everything we've done together from the jazz festival to our Bravo concert series and now our concerts at the Madeline in, in uh, Portland, we've done together. Right. Really yeah. And Maria is the music director at the Madeline Church in Portland. She is. She's uh, she's full time at the Madeline Church, has been there. When did we start? I think she started there 2013, 2013 yeah, or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been there uh, almost 10 years now. And before that, we were she was at uh, St. Joseph's Church in Vancouver for 20 years. So it's interesting. We always say, "Well, you get two for the price of one." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of the unpaid, yeah. you know, the yeah. unpaid musician at the Madeline right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I, speaking of that, being at the Madeline and and being the music director there, your combination of faith and music, it's beautiful. But talk a little bit about that. Well, in fact, we were Maria and I were having this conversation this morning. Um, I was not when when we were engaged and before we got married. I was not Catholic. Mm-hmm. I was raised Southern Baptist. Okay, and so so I. It's interesting because I I bring that tradition to uh, our music. We you know we we sing a lot of traditional old hymns or uh, gospel music mm-hmm. or you know kind of blues or jazz or gospel inflected music. So that comes from kind of my background, you know, yeah. being being raised in, in uh, Southern Baptist tradition. But Maria uh, is, uh, you know, what we call the cradle Catholic. Yeah. And I'm a, quote, convert. Yes. <laughs> you know, we use, we use these terms. I but know, yeah. You know, no, I, I hear you. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this this morning. We had a... Be, uh, before we got married, well, there were two things. <laughs> we had uh, we went through marriage. I'll tell you this quick story. We yeah. went through marriage encounter back in North Carolina. We were in North Carolina before we we came out here, and uh, we had both finished our PhDs, and so we were still sort of in kind of graduate school mentality. You know, we were we loved to study, and yeah. and uh, anyway, you're a doctor, we, by the way. Yes, Doctor Kissinger. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we we did this uh, marriage encounter with a. Franciscan priest who shall remain nameless. I'm not even sure if he's yeah. alive anymore. But you know, we we did this questionnaire and we answered all the questions and did everything very seriously and and studiously and and honestly. You know, yeah. we kind of we answered all these questions. Sure. And, and when we came to meet with uh, the priest, he he had our forms and he looked at us and he said, "I have never met two people that were." less suited to be married to each other than the two of you. No, thank you. I, I recommend that you don't do this. Yeah. And, you know, it was, we were just like, what are you kidding me yeah. here? And, uh, you know, what he should have done was he should have said, well, you know, these these things are not lining up here. You know, mm-hmm. you want this and she wants that. And anyway, it was that we had really answered these things kind of honestly, but we had also talked about our faith and, right. and where we were. And all, you know, all, all kinds of issues. So anyway, we ended up getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look now, at that. 30 years later. 30 years, 30 yeah. years later. But, um, you know, so Maria brings her cradle Catholic um, faith to to her position at the, at the Madeline yeah. as a musician. She has all of that knowledge and all of that um, background and all that history. And I kind of bring mine and it's, it's a, makes for a really nice blend. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. Uh, you know, plus we're both we're both classically trained musicians. I'm also a jazz musician. So, you know, we have a lot of different things that we can bring musically and to, to our faith tradition. So uh, 
it's you know she loves being a church musician she loves it that's it, beautiful it's, it's yeah. just it's not just a job to her it's a it's a ministry it's really yeah. a part of her ministry how did you get started in music i mean as a as a little michael kissinger how did you get involved you know i was telling a student this the other day i i, I teach at this russian music school and i i have I, some of my youngest kids are eight and nine years old yeah which is a, a fantastic age to be mm-hmm. starting music but i i have a couple i have one little kid i think he just turned 10 studying clarinet with me and mm-hmm. His hands are not large enough to actually play the instrument. Right. So uh, he can't really play anything with the right hand, so I have him doing everything on the left yeah. hand. And he, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he doesn't know. He's, yeah, having, he's, he's having a great time. Sure. But when I was a kid, I was, um, let's see, seventh grade. What is that? Middle school, I guess. Or mm-hmm. ju- this was in Texas. We actually lived in San Angelo, Texas. And um, I loved music and wanted to be in the band. Yeah. So I, I went to, uh, you know, sort of the pre-orientation for the band program and and met with a band director and this guy was fantastic he was old like old school just fantastic band program and he i remember he had all these mouthpieces lined up you know here's trumpet and trombone and Mm -hmm. flute head joint and saxophone and all, all the stuff and everything was lined up on this table you know and you came in and you sat down in the chair and you know you don't know anything yeah right so he says, well, what instrument do you want to play? And I said, I want to play the drums. <laughs> you know? And he did what you did. Yeah, he yeah, laughed. Yeah, and he sure said, oh, you do. Doesn't great. everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> so he looked at me and he said, hmm, why don't you pick this up? So he had me blow through a yeah. trumpet mouthpiece and all these different things. And finally he said, you're going to play the clarinet. And I said, wow. Whoa, what's that? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And he was an incre- he was actually a great clarinet, like, phenomenal right. musician, great clarinet player. He said, well, let me show you. So he had the clarinet and put the mouthpiece on and he turned it around backwards yep. and had me blow through it. And then he played the keys so that he could he could turn turn the mouthpiece backwards. I could blow through it and I gotcha. you know, sort of got this yeah, little sound. Yeah, right. And then he played all the keys and I, my, I, re, I guess probably my eyes got really big because he started <laughs> yeah, laughing yeah, and he yeah. said, what do you think? And I went, yeah, oh. that's, a, that's a cool sound. Yeah. You know? So that's literally it. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you're a kid, you don't know. Yeah. You know, you don't know flute from right. trombone, you know, you and, don't know. But I had a, he was a he was just a great educator, you know, and a and a um but really old school. I mean, I had I actually had two as I think back I had two teachers like that. Um Mr. Loomis was his name. Mhm. I can't, I can't believe I can remember that after all these years. Right, Mr. Mr. Loomis was his name, and then I had a high school teacher. Uh, my father was in the military, so we moved all over. So I, when we got to North Carolina, I was uh, started my junior year of high school there. Angelo Holman was this guy's name. He was a he did the band and the choir, and he could he saw something. Yeah, you know, he was one of those teachers. He saw something and he said, hmm, "Michael, I need you to conduct this piece for me." Oh, okay. Wow. No, I didn't know how to conduct. Sure. Well, okay. Well, what do I do? And they showed me. I said, oh, okay. I need you to write a marching band uh, show. Yeah. Oh, oh, how do yeah, I do that? Yeah. Wow. Go upstairs into the uh, on the, <laughs> in the football field in the bleachers and look out of the field and take this paper and draw out what you want and figure it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I need you to to uh, do an arrangement for me for the choir. Oh, what, what's that? Yeah. Well, you need to take this melody and then write it out for the soprano. And oh, okay. 
you know, and yeah. I, I knew none of those things, didn't know how to do any of those things, but and you and therefore you you don't have any fear either. Right, right. So you yeah. have no fear. You right. don't know. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah I sure. can do that. Yeah. So he was one of those guys. That's great. You know, and I remember I when I years later when I uh, finished, uh, I went to the Eastman School of Music for my PhD mm-hmm. when I finished up, and I came back and he looked at me and he said, "Doctor Kissinger." Yes. You know. He just had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was so proud. So, you know, if you have those, and you have that experience, yeah. you, you've got people that you sure. can look back to. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got started as a little kid, mm-hmm. not knowing anything. I wanted to play the drums. Yeah. Uh, the teacher says, no, you're going to play this. And yeah. he, oh, okay. Yeah, there and you go. Off to the races. Yeah, it's interesting because I think about how I got into radio. I was at uh, Oregon State. And I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I liked public speaking when I was in high school, you know, but beyond that. And then I remember I was sitting down with my advisor at the university and he was like, well, what are you going to do? Because I was getting to that point like, yeah, you should really kind of get on a track. Because I really was, I was just there taking, you know, your requirements and trying to determine which direction I wanted to go in. And he goes, you know, there is a uh, news position open up on the campus radio station. You should go up there and, and check that out. I know they, they like to get new people up there. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. I went up there. I like. I think within like two terms, I was the news director. Wow. And, the, you know, and you loved it. And I loved it. Yeah. And so thank God for yeah. those teachers and yeah. instructors that lead you in that direction and you don't know what direction you're going in and they find it for you you know yeah you're right there's um it reminds me you were talking about uh, my our faith and so on yeah there was a priest there's this remind you just reminded me of this there was a priest before we were married mm-hmm. apart from the franciscan that said you should never <laughs> yeah, get married <laughs> yeah yeah so we got married in spokane and um god rest his soul this was father Shufflemere and um Old school, like like old school Dutch priest, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell tales out of school here. So <laughs> please, Archbishop, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hold it against him. You know, I wasn't Catholic. Yeah, and kind of had some reservations mm-hmm. and almost a little bit of mm, animosity. Yeah, animosity. Yeah, I was I was thinking resentment, but not resentment. Animosity, you know, yeah. sort of because you don't know. Sure, you know, you hear. Uh, yeah, right. I don't, I don't want to do this. So I met with Father Shufflemere yeah. because he was the priest that was marrying us, and we had this. I mean, I spent all day with him, mm-hmm. all day with him, and at the end of this, he said, "You're already Catholic." Mm. I said, uh, yeah. I, well, I don't know what you mean, but yeah, no. I said, right. no, "No, you're already Catholic." Yeah. You just don't know it. Yeah. I said, oh, you know, I'm thinking, ah, well, <laughs> yeah. whatever. So I'm I'm going to allow you to participate in the Eucharist. Oh, Now okay. this is, I'm, oh. I'm, now think, I'm not Catholic. Uh, and he's old school. Sure, This yeah. was, so, I mean, as I look back on this, this was shocking. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. was shocking. Sure. You know, for him to, to, to do this. Right. But he knew that it was important for Maria, that's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. And he also, I think, was he well. He was a very uh, Holy Spirit infused, righteous and holy man. Yeah. He, so there was something he knew, and I think he was prescient enough that he could sort of see down the yeah. down the road. He here. knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And so I said, oh, "Okay, yeah. you know, that's fine." I mean, I didn't know. Uh, great, sure, whatever. And it wasn't until 
years later, after I went through RCIA and really, you know, un- understood mm-hmm. what that meant, yeah. how he, how he um, really fostered something in me that led me to this other place of my Catholic faith. Yeah. Had he not done that, I might not, not. be Catholic. That's today. a great point. Yeah. That's a very yeah. great point. Yeah. He, you know, he he saw that or he knew that I know by doing this, it's going to make a huge difference. And ultimately, you're getting to the end of where you want to right, go. Right. And he just he knew the way to get to that end. I'll tell you a quick story. He knew you're right. He mm. knew how to get to the end. I'll tell you a quick story. So years later, fast forward, this was probably ten years ago, maybe now. I, I, I you know, I've lost track. We were talking about. I've lost sure. track with yeah, COVID. I right. can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. Uh, probably ten years ago, we were. In Spokane, uh, Maria's mom was in Spokane at the time, and so we were back for Christmas. I think I think we were it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? And we said, well, you know, we need let's go see Father Schaff because mm-hmm. he he was in a um, uh, retirement facility yeah. at this point. So we went to went to see him and we got to the front desk and they said, oh well, he's just finishing up a a, a bath. They're they're bathing him, and mm-hmm. so if you want to wait, if oh sure, we'll wait. Yeah. So we waited and finally said, oh, father, father's back in his room. So we went to see him and, you know, he had just been bathed. And so he was like, he was clean and mm-hmm. he, it just, the room smelled really good, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, right. and you know how sometimes with, with really elderly people, their skin is sort of translucent, Yeah, you know, and, and but he had this kind of look about yeah. him. He was just, it was like he was fresh and yeah. Uh, he was just there. Dare, and, I, dare and, I say angelic? And almost angelic. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to say it, yeah, but actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But he really wasn't all that responsive. You know, he was kind yeah. of in and out. So we just talked to him. We sat by the bed and we were talking to him, and and he really wasn't. You know, we didn't know whether he was you know asleep or yeah. hurt us or anything. But we were talking, and finally we said, and I remember he was crying, and. We said, well, Father, we it's, we need to go. And so, you know, we said a prayer. And then, like, out of the blue, it just hit me. I thought, let me ask him to bless us. Mm. I said, well, Father, would you bless us? Yeah. And lo and behold, I mean, I will never forget. He was just, he was lying there. Yeah. And then he raised, you know, he raised his right hand, and he did this little blessing for us. Right. And I thought, and then that was it for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that was yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought, wow, mm. a priest to the end. Yeah, exactly. A priest yeah. to the end. Yeah. You know, so these people, like like this this professor that you had, why don't you try this, David? Yeah. And then you're off and, and you're set on this path that mm. you would, if that person hadn't been put in that place at that time, you would be doing, you'd be selling insurance and being miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows? <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be miserable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, and, but, and so those things are not, by the way, those are not just coincidences. Those are God incidences. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit working unbeknownst to us through somebody that may just not even have anything yeah. whatsoever. They just, they, they, it comes to them and they mm-hmm. do it. It's a, it's a teacher that says, yeah, I think you're going to be a clarinet player. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, yeah, and you think about teachers and instructors and these people we run across in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in particular teachers, and how many people, how many kids 
they have affected oh, yeah. that they may never really know. Mm-hmm. But in deep in their heart, they know, but that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. their vocation. Mm-hmm. Their vocation is to affect someone, mm-hmm. to send them off on a journey in life. And you do hear those wonderful stories. I hear this from coaches. Mm-hmm. The, their biggest joys are not winning games, while those are joyful. Their greatest moments are when one of their players comes back to them later in life and says, hey, coach, thank you for what you've done for me. I'm a family man now. I have kids, and what you taught me was so important. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where their wins are. They see that as those that's are, their win. Yeah, I, I mean, those other transitory wins are transitory, but right. those those life wins are life wins. I mean, Maria, actually, that's funny you say that because Maria, now that I'm thinking about it, Maria has um, a student right now that we've known, you know, since she was five or right. five years old. And she had her in her children's choir. Mm-hmm. And then she had her as a junior cantor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, ju- she give these, yeah, sure. you know, she give these titles, titles to the kids. Yeah. Oh, I'm a junior cantor. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're a junior cantor. Oh, yeah, junior cantor. And then she was in the, um, you know, the youth choir. And then she kind of led the youth choir. Mm-hmm. Well, now she's finishing up, um, finish, finishing her undergraduate degree. She and she's hoping to get her to come back and maybe have a teaching position, find a teaching position somewhere mm-hmm. for her because mm-hmm. she says, you know, Rachel could do this, and I could see her transitioning into right. something else as well. And so that's a fifteen, seventeen year process, you know, where you're sure. you're you're starting out, you're nurturing someone, you're guiding them. And you're kind of, you know, giving them these opportunities that, you know, who she may end up being a banker, but, yeah, but yeah. still that is going to affect her faith and it's going to affect how she interacts with other people. And so it's, yeah, it's important to remember yeah. those people. And then to also remember that you have the ability to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So going back to your youth and, and getting into music and things. So when you were a teenager mm-hmm. and you know you're starting this process, who were you listening to? If you if you had on your oh, yeah. uh, your cassette deck or your whatever you were listening to back in the, those days, I mean, who were who were you rocking? You know, it's interesting. I I grew up with a lot of country music, mm-hmm. a lot of gospel music. Um, one of my great uncles was. <sighs> He was actually engaged at one point to June Carter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 Wow. And they, he had a, he was a singer. He was a, a country singer, gospel singer. And they had a radio show called the Old Dominion Barn Dance mm-hmm. out of Wheeling, West Virginia. And it was a radio program. And then they kind of turned it into um, this sort of this touring show that became the Louisiana Hayride, mm-hmm. which eventually became the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. You know, and... So I have this LP, this old LP with uh, my uncle Benny, singing and playing. And uh, on the back, on on the uh, uh, the background, all of the guys that are there, I think it's the Oak Ridge Boys mm-hmm. that were before they were the Oak Ridge Boys. Right. No, excuse me, Statler Brothers. Oh, Statler, Statler oh, Brothers. Sure, yeah. Before before the before they were the, the Statler Brothers, they right. were doing sort of all the backing. So you know, one of my favorite, probably in my my top five favorite albums is. Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison. Sure, yeah. I mean, well, iconic. Come on, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's not if that's not in every yeah. professional musician's top ten at least, right. yeah. it's like what what's wrong with it? Yeah. I have I have a collection of Elvis Presley's gospel music. 
amazing. And and, yeah. and this is like the this is like not not just the recordings themselves, but but like in the studio where they're like all the outtakes and things where they're kind of talking and sort of you know jamming and thinking well what do we what do we do with this key and this key so, mm-hmm. and uh so that's probably in my top five and then george zell and the cleveland orchestra the beethoven nine symphonies mm-hmm. i mean yeah. so it's like yeah right you know yeah so that's pretty eclectic it is you know that that's a mix but i i remember i was listening to uh years ago there was a lecture that leonard bernstein was giving and he said you know there's only two kinds of music and people were waiting yeah what are are the two kinds of music yeah you know and he said good music and bad music (laughs) yeah there you (laughs) go that's right they were like yeah oh right yeah yeah yeah. you know so in other words it doesn't matter whether it's monteverdi Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter whether it's 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 uh you know music from the renaissance or music that was written last week if it's good music it's good music yeah and you know so whether it's that's why i say you know uh, the johnny cash live at Folsom prison mm-hmm. and the elvis presley you know uh gospel greatest hits and and all of that and george zell cleveland orchestra beethoven ninth symphony those are three really eclectic things yeah. but it's, they're all great music they're all great yeah i love gospel music yeah. too and it's funny i'm thinking about for example and this kind of tells you about gospel music like people may not say oh i love gospel music but you watch an award show like the grammys okay and so they'll eventually not i'm not sure if they're still doing this but it used to be they would eventually get to the part of the grammys where they're going to give maybe a gospel award away but then they have the gospel choir singing and i always look forward to that part of the show and again you may not be a gospel say oh i'm a big gospel fan but then when that performance is over you look out to the crowd and it's always like a standing ovation because everybody is just totally moved by you know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're saying because because first of all it's great music yeah second of all it speaks to our heart it speaks to our spirit and those people that don't even know why it's speaking through their heart and their spirit there's it, it it does it does because God speaks to us, yeah, and so that music has that kind of a that kind of power, and yeah. and it's you're right, it's interesting because you see them and they're, it's like why are they doing yeah. that? Yeah, you know yeah. this is not, uh, you know this is not um, Journey's greatest hits going on, right? Here, yeah. You know? uh, what is the scene in the Blues Brothers where? I, <laughs> where yeah. It's with a is it, well. There's a many of them. Are you, yeah. w- there's one with Aretha Franklin. Yeah, that which is a great one. But then yeah. it, where he goes into the church. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I can't couldn't tell you the song, no. but you know what I'm saying. I know Again, it's yeah. that inspiration. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, but anyway, I'm glad you glad you said that. Look, you brought your clarinet with you. I did. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, can you give us a sample? Let's do. Uh, well, since we're we're here, since we're talking about a little. Little, uh, let's do a little. Uh, let me see. Do I need to back away a little? Yeah, bit? probably just All a right, let me, just let me a back tad. Just let's do a little. Uh...
Oh, yeah, yes. A little, yeah, a little Amazing Grace. How about that? Oh, that is awesome. Thank you for doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, 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 fun stuff. Michael Kissinger right there, folks. There you go. A little preview of what you hear. Will you play at the Wine and Jazz Fest? You know, it's it's a challenge because... Yeah. You're busy. We're busy. Yeah. You know, where where we do most of our performing, like we've got two concerts coming up end of March uh, in a couple about two months. The end of March we're doing uh we're doing a concert with our quartet. Right. March 26. So we'll do a, we do a concert there and then I think we've got one coming up in in uh, April, April or May with um, a small choir. So we've got two concerts coming up as part of our concert series. We do those at the Madeline, but at the Jazz Festival it's a challenge because, you know, I've got sort of producer hat on. Yeah. And and it's it's difficult to you know, you're you're putting out fires. Sure. And then it's like, okay, I gotta get them. Oh, I've stage, seen yeah, yeah. You're you're running around. Yeah, it, yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a challenge to do that. So I learned a long time ago, you've gotta you know, if you're doing a concert, you focus on a show, you're doing a performance, do a performance. If you're producing something, you gotta put the take the other musician hat off, put the money hat on, put the producer hat on, right. pr- put that hat on and, and run the business because yeah. it's, you know, it's just, it's a little chaotic to do both. Sure. Yeah. So again, I remind folks, the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival coming up August 25th, 26th, 27th, 23rd annual. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folks involved with this. How many folks yeah. are you working with on the events? Uh, we've got a staff of, 22, I think, is what, right. what our staff is right now. 22. About 100 to 150 volunteers. Mm-hmm. A lot of sponsors. We, I mean, this last year, you know, we were canceled for two years. I uh, know. I was going to ask you the it was, pandemic. Yeah. Oh, it was just unbelievable. And, you know, it's it's like you're starting over from, from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, you're just like starting over. Right. Um, but we were blessed to have some incredible sponsors this last year come, uh, you know, come out and... And I think most of them will return this year as well. So we have all of our sponsors. We have our volunteers. We've got typically about 30 fine artists Mm -hmm. that are at the festival. So, you know, it's not just music. We've got art. We've got food. We've got wine. So we've got about 30 artists, um, other exhibitors, corporate exhibitors, you know, that that do things. So you got about 25 or 30 of those. you got restaurants. Uh, I think we have six. I think I have spaces for six restaurants. Uh, about 15 different wineries. So between all those, you got 80 or 90 vendors plus all of those people, plus your sponsors, volunteers, staff. So you're talking, you know, two, 300 people yeah. that you're trying to organize and manage aside from selling tickets and, and doing all of that. Yeah. Um, this, so it's a lot. This is a year-long event for you. Yeah, it you, really you, is. I mean, as soon as one ends, you're probably going to do a quick wrap-up and then start planning for yeah. next year. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And, you know, we're, we've are we been thinking about this for a couple of years, but we're going to try and, I can't think of the word, but franchise this, let's say. Yeah. In other words, we're looking for one or two other cities where we can produce some other kinds of events like oh, this, whether it's nice. Spokane or Boise or you know, Tallahassee, Florida, sure. I mean, I, you know, wherever, wherever. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at kind of taking what we've done and, you know, kind of, uh, tooling it or retooling it for different kinds of communities and, yeah. and different kind of, uh, locations that might, you know, work mm. in, in other cities as well. 
Well, it's a great event, and as I've said, we've been to it numerous times, and maybe one of my fondest just because of my favorite music. I remember yeah. sitting out, I believe it was on a Friday night, beautiful Friday evening, listening to War, which was... <laughs> was <they're> awesome. Yes, <laughs> I mean, but again, that shows you the diversity of music yeah. oh, that yeah. you bring in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we've, we've, I mean, literally everybody from Al Jarreau, God rest his soul. God rest his soul, yeah. Um, to... Z, I don't have anybody's yellow jackets. So yeah, literally oh. from A to Z. Yeah, right. Uh, or A to Y. A to Y, there you go. <laughs> A to yeah. Y. And, uh, you know, a wide variety. I, I mean, I've had, uh, we've had um, Blind Boys of Alabama several times. Um, Who do you have coming up this year? Anybody come to mind? Uh, or are you still in the we're planning? Still, we're still kind of in planning yeah. process right now. Right. Um, and, but actually, Blind Boys are one of those that we're thinking about because it's been 10 or 12 years since I've had them. Um, right. But I like to do a mix of blues and gospel and, you know, roots music, world music, yeah. uh, kind of standard jazz, you know, maybe fusion, smooth jazz. I mean, a wide variety because, for, first of all, you know, we're in Portland, Oregon. Right. So we're not in Los Angeles where we have within 100 miles, you know, 25 million people. Right. We, we don't. Right. You know, we're, we're kind of in a small market. And so I have to cast a wide net, mm -hmm. you know, over my boat sure. in, in order to ca capture a lot of fish. So so we have to kind of think that way musically, number one. But number two, I think it's important to produce that kind of music as well so that people hear, you know, what is jazz? Mm -hmm. You know, certain people, oh, I hate jazz. Yeah. Or, well, you or know, yeah. jazz is this. And it's like, no, jazz is everything from ragtime and Delta Mississippi blues to, you know, fusion and things that were better being composed right now. So it's a, it's a wide variety of music. So that, that's what I like to do. Yeah, no, it's a great thought. And Esther Short Park too, in my mind, it's a great venue because it's very walkable and everything is right there. Mm -hmm. You can hear the music, you can get food, you can get wine, everything is right there for you. They've developed that Vancouver waterfront yeah. right now as well. I mean, it's a great spot. It's a great it's a great location for that. This this year we're actually looking at doing three weeks before the festival, um, in starting about mid July to the first week of August, maybe the second week of August on each weekend, we're looking at doing a kind of a separate small event that would be a sort of prelude to the wine and jazz festival oh nice so we're like yeah. a, like a three-week deal that kind of leads concert into in the park concert in the park yeah. right and and we're going to do that at uh one of these waterfront locations there's actually there's the waterfront location but farther down farther west mm -hmm. as you go past beaches and past that area yeah there's a beautiful uh new marina and a couple, there's a restaurant called The Cove, and it's a, it's just a spectacular spot there. Yeah. So I'm actually talking with um, the developer of that area about, you know, doing some concerts down there as well. Oh, great yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's mm -hmm. fun. So if I asked you, what what is it about the wine, Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival that people might not realize? Is there anything that comes to mind if I said, look, folks, go check this out? What would What would be in your mind like? You know, here's here's something that you might not think about. I, I think that how we have styled this is it, it is a cultural festival. Yeah. that It's not just a music event, but it's a cultural festival. And what that means is that we've got fine art, 
We've got food. We've got wine. We've got great music. But it's also a place where people can come together and engage in community mm-hmm. and engage in culture. And that, that's really what, what culture is. It's people being together and sharing food, sharing drink, sharing music, sharing art, being together. It, we don't have a separate beer garden or wine garden mm-hmm. where you have to go in, you stand and you drink your wine, and then you come back out. When I designed this, I, I met with um, the uh, government officials that uh, run the the liquor control board. It's now Cannabis Liquor and Control Board. Correct. But we, I kind of laid this out for them. I said, you know, we want people to be able to come in with their kids, with their, you know, six and seven-year-old kids, and get a glass of wine and get some food and sit on a blanket and have their wine and listen to music. Mm-hmm. This is not a you know, University of Washington or University of Oregon kegger. Yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. That's not what this is. You know, right, it's yeah, not yeah. a frat party. Right. This is people that want to enjoy a glass of wine, have some food, and listen to great music, and sit on the grass or in their lawn chair and do that, and then look at some great art and buy something. And then, you know, so it's yeah. a it's a cultural event. Yeah. Not just a music festival, but a cultural event. Yeah. That's and, what I would say. No, that's great. Yeah. And and while you're looking at the art or drinking wine, you can hear the music. Right. Because that's, that's the beauty of right. it. It's, it's, it's all right there. With it coming up here again in August, a few months away, do you need help? Do you need volunteers? Oh, yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hold of the organization, wants to volunteer, wants to help, how can they do that? They can go to the website. It's Vancouver Wine jazz.com and there you know our contact page is there they can send us an email they can say hey i i i've got the 27 million dollars i'd like to be a sponsor <laughs> there you go <laughs> so they can now, do that so if you want to be a sponsor if you want to be a sponsor if they uh, have a small business and they want to you know have a an exhibitor booth there to promote their business they can do that if they want to volunteer uh, to work at the festival, they can do that as well. So each of those pages has different information. In fact, um, we're about five days behind. I I promised, uh, I've had people calling, I promised everybody that the 15th would be updated and it's going to be updated today. Okay. So so please don't, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's how they can get in touch with this and there's a Excellent. contact page on it as well. Yeah. Michael Kissinger, conductor, musician, teacher, producer, event organizer, man about town. <laughs> With all of those things, is there one that's your favorite, if I ask you all of those? You know, I love being a musician. Yeah. Marie and I both do. Um, you know, our other our website, bravoconcerts.com, has all of our concert information. And I think I, I mentioned to you, we have a concert coming up, two concerts coming yeah. up in March and, uh, March and May. And that's really what we are, you know. That's what I am. I'm a I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was. I'll tell you a quick story. You'll love this. There, <laughs> we had uh, at the jazz festival a few years ago. I had um, a family stone at the festival, and right. uh, the saxophone player is one of the founders of Sly and the Family. I was going to say of Sly and the Family yeah. Stone. Yeah. Certainly, I yeah. love. Yeah. So Jerry was, yeah. he, and Jerry said, "Hey, Michael, why don't you come and play with us?" And I went, "Why, well, dude?" I and he goes, "No, no, come on, come on. It'll be a, it'll be fun. You yeah. know, come." Yeah. And and I said, "All right, you know." And he said, "Well, we do the encore. You come on." I said, "Okay." So anyway, I and they were the they were the end of the end of the night. So it was fine. Yeah, I, yeah. They were kind of done. So I was back in the motorhome, and I heard, I can't remember what they were doing, but I thought, oh, that's the last number. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I gotta, oh, gotta go. So I, I ran out, you know, I had my horn, ran out on stage, and Jerry goes, 
we're playing. He goes, here's the riff. And as he plays it a couple of times, and I playing and I play it. And he goes, no, no, it's like this, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing it. And, you know, it's, it's like on stage yeah, while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. And he's yelling at me. And uh, so finally I get it. He goes, no, you got it. No, you got it. And um, so we're playing and, you know, we're doing all this. And, and it, in between, he goes, he yells at me. He goes, hey, you know what the retirement plan is for musicians? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, play until you die. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, we were laughing so hard on uh, stage. And, but but, but ha- being a musician, you know, and yeah. there is no retirement plan. Right. I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. that's what we will do until God calls us home. So you ask me one of those, that's what I am. Yeah. I'm a musician. And so producing the festival or doing producing concerts, it's just a component of yeah. of being a musician really that's well I, I should mention bravo northwest yeah, yeah. too because that's what you do yeah, as that's well that's what we do yeah. yeah so people can find out concerts that you do through right. bravo northwest that's right yeah so mm-hmm. again another vehicle yeah. if you want to see it ah what else have i missed i mean we could I, I i love talking to you we could talk more but i know you're busy and we're, we're gonna you know let you go here soon what else have i missed vancouver wine and jazz festival anything else that you want to bring up well, I, I brought you these two new CDs. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we did these two new recordings during uh, during COVID because we were kind of shut down, you know, and we, mm-hmm. we thought, well, let's do two new recordings. So I brought you those. One is uh, called The Tango Project, and the other is, um, uh, and that, that's just a fun. It's like all tangos and tango dances and things. And the other is, um, it's a, called Mozart at the Summit. It's the Mozart Requiem, mm-hmm. which is, you know, one of the great, one of the great uh, Requiem Masses, so probably, you know, the Verdi, the, the Verdi's Requiem Mass, uh, Fauré, Durafle, Mozart. I mean, those are yeah. like off the top of my yeah. head. That's great. So, um, you know, we did those. Um, we've got concerts coming up that people can look at on our website, bravoconcerts.com. Um, the, the Wine and Jazz Festival. And I would say, you know, if people are looking for, uh, you know, pe- people church shop. Yeah, you yeah. know how they do. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. We tried this. We went to St. Rose. We, we yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. You can hear this all the time. I'm thinking, well, you know, it used to be you would go where your neighborhood was, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so if people are, you know, if people are interested, I would say have them come to the Madeline, the Madeline Church in Portland. Yeah. Maria, Maria's director of music there. She's always looking for people that um, are are looking to join a ministry, mm-hmm. and her choir ministry is a very dynamic ministry. She's got it ranges from 30 to 40 people in the in the parish choir music that ranges from gregorian chant to sacred jazz mm-hmm. and everything in between so i i would say you know the madeline.edu i think is the website yeah. father mike uh, father mike yeah you know father mike i do indeed father mike so yeah, absolutely uh great ministries there many other kind of ministries that are that are at the at the madeline um very strong knights of columbus program yeah. so yeah yeah, I, that's, I think that's it. You know, that, that's great. So it's the uh, duo of Michael Kissinger yeah. and Maria Monzo. Yeah, that's you gotta, right. You got to check them out. That's right. <laughs> well, look, it pick up that clarinet again. Sure. And let's let's finish this show. Let's go out with a, let's go out with a bang here. He is Michael Kissinger. Again, he is the founder. Operates the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival, Bravo Northwest. Great guy, great guy to talk to. Really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today on On The Go Podcast. It's it's really a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. So lot of fun. let's wrap it how, up. How about, yeah. Uh, yeah. How, about, uh, how about this? Uh, oh, let's see.
fantastic. There you go, buddy. Michael Kissinger. God bless you. Thank you, Dave. God bless you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to On The Go. Podcast is available on the Hail Mary Media app, brought to you by Matra Day Radio. I'm David Endress. I'll talk to you soon.